0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So what will become of the land the Surfside condo is located on? That's a really good question that one of you viewers, listeners, whatever you got, fans of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast sent in. And I was like, man, I've been doing real estate a long time. I don't know. So I've been kind of and I, I told the listener viewer that I'm like, man, I don't really know because this is a big condo project. And, you know, we all know the story. You've heard about the story. Big, big condo tower in Florida that basically collapsed. So now you've got this demolished structure, what becomes of the land the Surfside condo is on? You've got some people, you know, heirs of the families that have, that, have, that have passed away, they're dead from the from the whole building collapse. You've got people that are still alive that still own, pro- you know, units in that project. You've got lawsuits going back and forth. You've got the Homeowners Association being sued by homeowners. Hey, you caused this. What's the dealio? You're responsible for maintenance of the project, because inside a condo, you own to the inside of your walls, right? You don't own the structure. The homeowners association owns the structure which you are part of as a homeowner and you pay dues and that's supposed to cover the maintenance. Well, guess what, you know, homeowners are gonna they're gonna sue the homeowners association boom, right off the bat that happens. And so you've got this lawsuit going on, you demolish the structure, you've got the land, people are like, are we going to turn it into a memorial? What's the deal? What do we do? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about kind of where we're at with this condo project right now. And there's a bunch of different options that could happen that that do happen. And we've got some precedent that we'll talk about here just slightly. But um, yeah, that's what we're doing today. Why are we talking about this on the Seattle real estate podcast. Well, this is real estate. And this is a topic that people want to hear. And if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And I take on topics that you're probably not going to find in a lot of other places, including what will become of the land the Surfside condo is on. Let's jump on into it. Okay. Even as the search for victims of the Surfside condominium collapse continues, a question has surfaced, what will become of the land? And as of today, uh, today is July 23rd, a Friday, that that search has been called off. They've called off the search for victims. So what becomes of the land? Although beachfront property is a hot commodity in South Florida, survivors, families who lost loved ones and neighbors are struggling to imagine another apartment building or hotel in a space that has suffered so much loss. Instead, many condominium owners have expressed hope that the government will purchase the property and build a memorial park. All right, I think that would be optimal. Um, But the problem with the government coming in is they they're going to have to reimburse the homeowners, they're going to get enough money from that. Should this become a memorial park, I mean, probably, but in let's, let's, let's face it in real world terms. The highest and best use for that project and just straighten, not considering our feelings because facts don't care about our feelings, right? The highest and best use in real estate terms for this is to put up another condo project. But I totally get it. If you lost somebody in that building, would you want to go? Oh, yeah, that's the building that's rebuilt after whomever in our family, beloved family member was crushed in a pile of debris and concrete. I mean, no, you probably wouldn't want to see that you want to see Memorial because so many people lost family members there. But the mechanics of making that happen a little bit tricky, because then you're asking the government to come in and you're going to have to do you know, have to do appraisals, You're basically probably going to have to do some kind of estimate of value for each one of those units. At the time of loss, be a retro appraisal, you know, part of a massive lawsuit, I mean, just it, it, it's going to be a mess. The possibility of selling the land for a memorial similar to the museum and fountains in the footprint of the Twin Towers that honor the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, has come up in official conversations in recent days. So that's the, that's the precedent, right? All right, what do we do with the Twin Towers there? But when it was broached Wednesday at a hearing to discuss the various lawsuits filed on behalf of the victims, a concern lingered. Would such a sale offer victims the largest possible payout for their lost homes? Maybe, probably not. That would be my answer is like, all right, if you're going to get an offer from the government, it's going to be kind of a negotiated offer, but you're going to have to take what you can get. And if you can get most of your payout that you feel you're owed, you're probably going to go down that road. If you sell it to a property developer, they're going to buy it for the value of the site. It's not going to compensate for the improved condos. Does insurance cover the rest? I don't know. There's a lot of questions. And right now the answer is to the reader listener who sent in this inquiry. We don't know. We don't know how this will end up. Because, you know, there's, there's just so many different ways this can go. Attorney Robert McKee said his client, Steve Rosenthal, one of the residents suing the condo association and other possible clients wondered if discussions about the possible park could start with the county, state or federal government, though he said it was probably not the best commercial use. There you go. It's not the best commercial use, a memorial, because you've got a it's not going to provide any income, you know, the whole highest and best use thing doesn't fall into line, doesn't match the market. But when you've got a whole bunch of people that have perished on this site, do you redevelop it willy nilly? I don't think you do. I mean, I I just don't think you do. Miami-Dade Circuit Judge Michael A. Hansman called it an interesting thought, but added that Michael Goldberg, the attorney appointed by the court to handle the lawsuits on behalf of the Condo Association, is tasked with getting the most money for victims, including through, uh, through asset sales and $48 million in insurance money. The land was valued at $100 million to $130 million, according to one estimate offered to Hansman. Hansman left what would happen if a government wanted to buy the land open to question. So we don't really know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. And there, there's only kind of a few options, right? You either redevelop it, make it a memorial park, maybe you make it a different use. I mean, I could see that. But I think that still falls in line with putting up another condo project. Um, The whole memorial to me makes sense. It's a matter of can you financially get it done to make everybody happy. And the answer to that is, who knows? It's unclear whether the government could pay as much as a developer. There you go. So do you figure out what a developer could pay, and then have the government pay that? Is it the government's responsibility to step in and do that? That's another question. Because this is a this is a private condo, right? This is not government housing. It's not owned by the government. It's owned by the Homeowners Association. Homeowners Association owns the land under the condo. If other government agencies step in and take action that, that takes priority over this case and over the receiver, then we'll address that at the appropriate time, he said. For the time being, it's not this court's role to set policy or establish parks or monuments. Rosenthal, who still owes part of his mortgage for Unit 705, said he is looking for a solution that could offer him a chance at financial recovery. At 72, age 72, he said he can't work for decades more to earn back what he had lost. So there's kind of one of the major rubs, right? A lot of retired people in condos in Florida, right? 72 years old, how long is this going to take in the court system to get kicked through 10 years, five years, I don't know, depends on how bad the lawsuits go and how close they can get to some kind of mediation in short term, but it's going to take a while. And at age 72, you're out a condo unit, you can't really go back to the workforce, make up for that money that you had invested in that unit. At 72, he said he can't work for decades more to earn back what he had lost and what he has lost right now. So you've got homeowners, condo unit owners, stuck in the meantime, holding basically a worthless piece of paper, which is the deed to their property. And they're like, okay, this is great and all, and I own this unit free and clear, but it's not there anymore. So what are we doing? It's what we're talking about. Where am I going to move? He asked, adding that he doesn't feel safe living in a high rise or beachfront building. What am I going to do? He's probably not alone, right? I mean, would you feel comfortable? I'm just going to move next door to this other high rise. It'll be fine. I I don't think that's a reality for majority of these people. They They probably get out of Dodge, right? Comparing the site to the locations of the Twin Towers attack and Oklahoma City bombing, both of which are now memorials for the hundreds killed, Rosenthal said the toll of this disaster is colossal in its reach for Miami, where many knew people who knew people missing or dead. That is that is so sad. I mean, anytime you have a disaster like this, it's the implications are far reaching. Rosenthal said he told Governor Ron DeSantis about the memorial idea in a meeting with survivors. DeSantis spokeswoman Christina Pushaw told the Washington Post that the governor had no comment on the land use, adding that it would be up to the owners to determine and it isn't the place of the state to speculate on this subject, before the owners have weighed their options. And that's going to happen after much legal advice and probably wrangling in the court systems. And, you know, where are you at? How much can you get out of insurance money? Where does this leave us? What's our best opportunity? Miami-Dade Mayor Daniel Levine Cava also said that she did not know yet what the county would do. We're exploring opportunities like that, she said of the park in an interview. When asked us if Surfside would consider purchasing the land, Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett also said he will defer to families. All right, so that's the the major theme here is that people are like, okay, there's a bunch of different options. We're going to kind of leave this up to the families. Families are probably going to need to take a vote after much legal advice and figure out what they want to have done with this site. I think it's something we should put on the table and discuss with all the stakeholders, he told the post, adding he thinks families expect the town to step up and do what it's supposed to do. All right. So are we going to rely on government to get this done? I don't know. Rabbi Shalom Ship Lipschgar, who leads the shul of Baal Harbor, a large gathering spot of the Jewish community in the area said he and other clergy told Burkett that they did not support a new condo placed on the site. All right, I I think that would be probably the general consensus. You know, you you just don't build a new one over the top because it's it's basically a burial ground. I don't know if you've been to the uh, memorial site at Pearl Harbor where the USS, and I'm going off of memory here, don't butcher me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I believe it's the USS Arizona in Honolulu, you take a boat ride out and um, literally there is still oil coming up from the, the engines of that ship that went down in the Pearl Harbor invasion in 1941, was it? No, maybe it was 19, was it 1944? I don't remember the name, the date of the Pearl Harbor. I should, that's important. But what I remember most taking my my kids when they were pretty little, by little, I mean, maybe 10 and eight, um, going out there was one of the guys running the tour was a service member. And he is like, hey, be respectful. There's bo- those bodies are in that ship down there. This is a memorial site. And I remember thinking, yeah, when something like this happens, that's a memorial site. There's people down there. So the whole kind of little cruise ship we were on, it got kind of quiet and people were like, oh, yeah, that's the deal here. And that's the same thing with the Twin Towers. Same thing with this condo project. It's now a memorial because so many people lost their lives. Jewish burial laws specify that soil that may contain human remains is sacred. And building on it is like building on a cemetery. Lipskar said, I just came from the pile and anytime you go there, there's a chill that runs through your body. He said, there are souls floating in that space. Yeah, difficult, difficult time. Lipskar said the uh, memorial would offer people a, a space to honor the people who died. Which Chapad of South Dade Rabbi Yakov Felig, and if I'm butchering these names, uh apologies. Uh this rabbi who lost his sister, Ingrid Itty Ainsworth, in the collapse, said families uh the, this would uh, th- this would offer a space to honor people the families needed. That's the bottom line here. His sister, sixty-six, and her husband. CV 68 were found Monday after recently celebrating the birth of two new grandchildren, the Associated Press reported. I mean, just some just some horrible. It's just terrible what happens in a big disaster like this, right? The memorial will give our families and all the people the opportunity to commemorate the memory of the loved ones and to meditate and reflect upon their lives. Felix said in a statement, according to Michael Capone, who runs the nonprofit Global Empowerment Mission that has given gift cards, laptops, necessities and more to many of the survivors. Everyone he has spoken to is in favor of making the site a memorial. I haven't met someone yet who doesn't like that idea. He said Capone, who was among the first to offer aid to the victims has lent an ear to each family, listening to their harrowing stories of survival, and working to provide housing to those who have nowhere to go. People literally lost their their living space. Just boom overnight, it collapsed. How crazy would that be if you're one of those survivors and you're like, yep, I wasn't there when that happened. I heard about it. And I'm like, oh, man, that's my house. That's my unit. I mean, just talk about some PTSD, right? He said many residents such as Rosenthal are retired and cannot return to work to make back the money they invested over the decades in their houses. So they're gonna have to figure out something. Reviewing comparable listings, Andres Asian, a broker and founder of Miami Real Estate Group, estimated that the 100 million to 130 million value would be a fair price for the site. Now, that's just the dirt, that is not the units themselves. Waterfront property is scarce, making the nearly two acres more valuable, he said. In the last decade, new buildings erected north and south of Champlain have sold for steep prices attracting influential residents, including Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, six doors down. Surfside, a small beach town of roughly 6,000 people and a 12-story limit on its buildings, has less development than its neighbors, Miami Beach, and its world-famous nightcl- nightlife in Bal Harbor with its luxury retail scene. The property may be alluring to some developers interested in selling the ocean vistas and beach access, but a sale to a developer could be blocked by condo owners, who don't wish to see another apartment put up in place of Champlain Towers South. So it's it's going to be in the courts. This is going to be in the courts for probably years. Oren Citroenbaum, who was not in his unit at the time of the collapse, said he also hopes a memorial can be put in place of where he lived, adding that he would like to see the funds end the ongoing legal battles and provide closure to those who lost family members and friends among the dead and unaccounted for. I think people would want to see that I would want to see that for these owners, and these family members who have a stake in this project, you'd want to see a quick resolution. And that's where if the government can come in and make a fair offer. uh, And I think that is probably the best thing. And then they can, you know, truly level it and um, level the project and make it a memorial and a place for where people can go and you know, think about their loved ones they lost there. We can't forget those who passed. He said we have to honor them in some way. We can't let people have to deal with litigation for the next few years or decades. And that's unfortunately, what I see probably happening because that's just the way it goes in these lawsuits. But who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe local government, whoever steps in, but 100 to 130 million. That's not chump change. That is a big, big chunk Maybe the federal government, state government, local government, maybe they chip in together, make it happen. Imagine that government working together. Shocking, I know. But for something like this, I think something like that should happen. Whether or not it will, that's who knows, nobody knows. Daryl Arnold, who lives in a house along Harding Avenue about a block from the site could see Champlain Towers South condo and the wreckage from his living room window. He watched when engineers demolished the standing part of the tower, destroying what remained of people's homes. Imagining a view of another condo in just a few years is grotesque, Arnold said. At least there needs to be some time for that kind of memorial, he said. The Near family, who rented their home on the ground level of the building, had narrowly escaped the condo's collapse, sprinting through the lobby and into the smoke-filled street. Days later, Gabe Near boarded a bus to 8777 Collins, to see the towering heat with spindly metal poles sticking out. It was hard to believe there for near who had wished he could have reached into the pile and saved his neighbors. Literally people running to get out of this project as it collapsed. He said the site needs to become a memorial building over it with another condominium would do a disservice to the lives lost. That's, that's where I would be. It's just like, okay, yeah, people died, and we'll just put a new one on top of it and forget about what happened. He said, that's what it feels like. All right, agreed. And also, like, if you were to build it, like, how are they going to remember, he said he added, people need to remember. So it becomes a memorial. So that's the guts of this podcast. So now we're going to have to now we're going to look at some of the kind of the more of the minutiae. Surfside victims will not be asked to donate their real estate for the public good, judge says. I, I wouldn't have thought that was a thing. And that's why when I saw this article, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Has that, does somebody propose that? Hey, why don't you just donate your interest in this project and we'll make it a memorial. People need to be compensated. This was their asset, right? I'm not trying to be greedy. I'm just saying just compensation for an asset that these folks have that's the real estate in me coming out. All right? I mean, it's just, that's the way it should work. Um, and some people would say, well, you're not you know, you're not being if this is the only way to make this happen. You're not being, you know, caring towards those who lost lost loved ones. All right, that's true. But I think from everything I've read, memorial route is probably the way this is going to go. As the search winds down and the survivors of the surfside building collapse. And again, that search is over began to pick up the pieces of their lives. A judge said Wednesday that they and the families of the deceased will not be asked to donate their property. These victims who have lost their homes, their personal belongings, and in many cases, their lives are not going to be sacrificing the value of their real estate for the public good. Said 11th Judicial Court Judge Michael Hansman, who is overseeing the civil lawsuits. Hansman said during a status hearing Wednesday that he has heard comments suggesting the site of the collapse should be turned into a memorial and victims asked to donate their real estate. But he said his job is to ensure the victims get what they are entitled to. Good. Regardless of the views of some people who are not victims, you should donate your unit. It's not my unit, but you should donate yours. This court's task and your task is to compensate the victims of this tragedy, Period. Hansman told attorneys at the hearing. Okay, so that's where we sit right now. This article was dated. Uh, this one is dated, updated uh, yesterday, July twenty second. So that is that. The and here is one from Tuesday, just a couple of days ago. The investigation into the Surfside condo building collapse won't begin while the site site remains a crime scene, experts say, because people died there. So let's take a look at this one, another CNN article. The Surfside community in Florida is anxious to learn what caused the condo building collapse that has killed at least 97 people. And I believe it went to 98 But a structural engineer said the investigation will not reach full force until search crews have finished their work. So that's going to happen. I don't know, does that start happening next week? Probably. The site is currently under the control of the Miami Dade Police Department and is classified as a crime scene following the collapse on June 24th. Alan Kirschmeyer, a structural engineer hired by the city told CNN, or they need time to run that crime scene, right? I mean, this is a huge operation. And again, I'm a real estate guy. I don't know how long it would take to figure out the information that the police department needs to make their assessment of what happened. Now you've got all kinds of engineers, structural engineers, needing to go in to be able to give their professional opinion for the insurance companies, for the homeowners, for the city. You know, there's going to be all kinds of testing done sifting through the remains, all of that stuff. As of Sunday, 95 of the 97 victims recovered had been identified. Miami Dade County said last week that moving forward, it would only be reporting the number of victims who have been identified out of respect for the families who are still waiting and to ensure we are reporting the most accurate possible numbers. Officials vowed to continue the search until every loved one is found, which I believe they did. And while the families in the community grieve the victims, some residents worry that whatever caused the collapse could happen to their building too. That's a, that's a very big reality. It's like, hey, that building went down, we're in ours. Uh, Is it safe? Is our project safe? And I don't know if you've been to, you know, the Miami area. Um, I spent a, I've been there a couple of times. Two, two or three, in the the mid nineties, and it, it is literally it's like a long peninsula island. I spent time in South Beach. I thought it was epic. I had a lot of fun there, a lot of nightlife. It was a pretty cool place to be. Of course, I had little kids at the time, and getting away from little kids was an epic journey. And uh, to be able to go there, it was um, it was a lot of fun. And it was you know it was hot, and you're on the East Coast, and you got all that stuff, whereas coming from the Northwest, change of scenery and, and, you know, just the weather in general, but literally, it is this long peninsula where Miami is where, where um, Miami Beach is located and where this Story happened. It's all of these condos that just kind of pop up, pop up, pop up. And so it's just this long line of a sea of development condos. It's really interesting from a real estate perspective. It's really interesting. So you've got all these projects, and I'm sure there's a lot, thousands of people who are going, Well, if that one went down, that building's about the same age as our project. What's the dealio? Is this safe? I I mean, if I was living there, I would be thinking the same thing too. So is there a massive drop in value in condos in Florida? I don't know. Um, But I would tend to think, I mean, something in the back of my head says, yeah, there's got to be some impact. What's that look like? I don't know. Um, Condos, crazy. You know, and I, uh, throughout this last summer, a lot of people were saying, hey, you had chop and chaz." the value of those units immediately surrounding that area, they're just going to tank and somebody's going to be able to pick them up for just peanuts. That didn't happen. Those units actually went up in value throughout chop. Shocking, I know. But that's just the demand for housing there is the demand for housing by basically let's call it retirees because that's a lot of who uh, forms the homeownership in Florida in this section of Florida, specifically. Are they going to be like, no, this is still a great area. We love our project. We're sticking through it. We're just going to roll the dice and maybe our building collapses too. And I know that's harsh, but people have to be thinking that, right? I mean, that's just got to be a thought process. Until they do their jobs, we can't go in to do samples and materials and take those samples and test them to understand what the various components of the building that came down were. That's where we're at. All right. So and the last one I wanted to read was search for remains ends at collapsed Surfside condo site. Uh, Firefighters have ended their mission in clearing debris. And this is from today. Firefighters have ended their mission in clearing debris from the collapsed Surfside condo building Friday. Officials said, while police and forensic specialists continue their work to identify human remains in the disaster. All right, so the firefighters done with their end of things, they're the first ones in first responders, and now the police and forensic specialists, they keep doing their thing. Miami Dade Assistant Fire Chief Raid Jadahala told the Associated Press that the fire department's role in recovering remains at the collapsed Surfside condominium has finished they left the site in a convoy of fire engines and other vehicles and drove slowly to their headquarters. The June twenty fourth collapse killed at least 97 people and at least one more person believed missing in the disaster has yet to be identified. Horrible for those families. Horrible. That's that's all I can really read on this really depressing topic, right? I mean, it's just so sad to know that so many people lost their family members and moms and dads and mainly grandmas and grandpas, right. And so, uh, you know, what do you say to that? Not a lot. But, um, you know, my heart goes out to them 100%. So uh, what do we know about this, that it's going to be in the court system for probably a while? And memorial site? That's, that's the best use to me, not from an economic standpoint, maybe not from an economic standpoint, to the homeowners. But if you can get something close there, and if you can make it happen quickly, between whatever governmental entities, that to me is um, best case scenario for a super tragic event that's impacted the lives of tons and tons and tons of people. I don't know the actual number, but it's a lot. So on that depressing note, I am going to end this podcast. I'll have a cheerier one coming up. I'll have a cheerier one, I promise. But these topics, they need to be covered. What happens... To the land? What happens to the homeowners when a condo collapses like this? And I'll keep you updated as, uh, as this topic evolves because it's a big deal. So I'll let you know. Stay tuned right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for being here. I will catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye.